Hello, hello, hello. I've already... We, we're recording. <laughs> Someone just messaged me literally going, can you be my bringer tonight? For a show that I'm going to without a bringer. So I'm like, yeah, I can be your bringer. But like, you know, it's going to look a bit silly when you point at me as your bringer and I'm going on stage anyway. Um, Maybe we should explain... I don't think you need to explain bringer. Well, but it's different in in New York. Oh, don't they? Have, I You're not speaking in the microphone. I thought they had big bringer shows there. We have to. Bring yeah, yeah, but people. that's a b- no. Well, no. What happens is the bringers are at a comedy club, like an actual club, not a, what is like an open mic or whatever. And you 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 know con like six of your closest family members, our friends and, and friends to buy tickets and then buy a two drink minimum and then you go on the stage at Gotham Comedy Club after doing four gigs and do like what is arguably the biggest gig of your career and then you have a tape of you at your absolute worst doing comedy and that is what or you could be great off the top who knows well yeah on that note i mean if we, this isn't what i wanted to talk about but fine there was a there was, i saw there's a couple kids doing comedy over here and when i say kids i mean children they they're basically children and they're like I, I don't know they're pretty funny very upsetting it is upsetting it is upsetting were you do you were you that funny i mean like one of these kids one of these kids i have never seen somebody be so smart and funny and then w- they were you know i was on this panel and i don't think i should be on a panel of anything but you know whatever i was asked to do it and everybody has a price and um, you know, and I like the club and I like the booker and whatever. And so I was like, okay, I'll sit on this panel. And, but like, I mean, you could show to the club, give them some props. It was Fox Hall comedy club. It's the ding dong gong show. It's actually very funny because they give the audience members, you know, d- giant dildos and they wave them around. But, but this audience was so supportive. It was like not a gong show. It was really just like a circle jerk. And like, I'm not saying, but it's just like, you know, a gong show. Like you did that one at the fucking comedy store. You know, yeah. they're, like, brutal. Like, the the whole point is to be, like, even too brutal. I hope that place gets kind of a 9-11 style as attack. Oh, and okay. everyone All in right. there dies. I, anyway, the, the... They were mean to me. What can I say? Well, that's what I mean. And and uh, this was the polar opposite. This was, like, when, when acts were forgetting their material, which, you know, you do when you're new at comedy. It, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, whatever. But they were going, like, keep going and, like, applauding. And there was this this girl, this black girl on stage, and she was funny, but forgot her jokes. And then everybody was like applauding. And then she was like, you know, it's a predominantly white audience. And she goes, black people don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then she got like another applause break and people were screaming and whooping and hollering. And yeah, it was funny, but it was like at the same time when you're looking and she's she's funny, like she totally. But she's done like, I don't know, I don't know what she said, like 20 gigs. Like, so it's like she's brand new. So it was just like, okay, you're funny, just keep doing it, whatever. But it was like, if it was a normal gong show, she would have been gonged off just by just forgetting the jokes, because that's the idea, is being like ruthless. But this was more like a support group. No, I looked busy anyway. You show me a video. Yeah, but why are we talking about this? I don't know. We're fucking talking about shit. We just got into it. What do you want to talk about? The printer? (laughs) <laughs> I do want to talk about the printer. All right, take that energy no, no. and move it over to the printer. Well, I guess, well, I don't know. but Well, since we're on this, should we just, like, wrap it up? Like, basically, I'm not funny. That's what I realized yesterday. Um, No, I think you're probably funny. I think you're just, uh, you're just intimidated by kids. 
I'm intimidated by everything right now. I'm, I'm flying to New York tomorrow. I'm scared I'm going to get there and everybody's going to be funnier than me. I basically, I live in... No, an, people are shit everywhere. I live in fear. Or, but but it's like this weird... No, hold on. I don't want to say it's fear because like I'm also like, just kill me now. You know what I mean? Like So I'm not like... I guess it's a state of... If I think hard enough, I can feel bad about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And... I once I said this to a guy I dated once who was also a comedian or whatever. It was, you know, real early days for me. Um, And like I thought about doing a bit on it. And I was talking about this last night because, of course, I left this show feeling like some sort of. I don't know. I felt like an imposter. And, um, you know, maybe I could do it like. If I think hard enough, I can feel bad about anything. Sometimes people laugh when I say that. Other times people don't. Like right now, you're not laughing. Last night when I said it to some people, they all began laughing. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were doing something sad. I don't want to laugh. It is sort of sad. Oh, my yeah, my mind is, a, in a compl- I don't laugh at is sad. in a vice. I don't want to laugh at sad. I mean, I do enjoy. I don't enjoy want to laugh at sad. You're I do enjoy laughing at sad, but I'm not going to like laugh at sad right in your face. I was listening. No, I, I didn't know, know you were doing. I didn't know you were, you were structuring it as a comedy bit. I thought you well, were. Well, like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I don't understand why I was on a panel judging other people doing comedy. But I was. Yeah, but those, those kids are just uh, you. Those first few gigs, sometimes you're uh, very um. You're you're good for a while, then you get bad, then you keep on getting worse, and then you just don't stop. <laughs> you know. And then they're you. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, to a certain degree, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's very hard to get older because I think comedy these days is like for it's like almost like the hot young. Everyone's a pedophile, really, when you think about it. It doesn't even matter what your cut off age you are. Everyone, I don't know how you got there. From no, they are though. I mean, no one's like, no one wants to put like a fucking forty five year old on TV. They want to put a twenty one year old retard. Honestly, if you think about it. Yeah, but then like twenty one year olds have barely lived, so it's like, what are they even writing about? I actually met a twenty one year old last night. Who has had a pretty interesting life? Or a jail soldier? I mean, close enough. Really? I don't know. I, I, it was, it was. He did not seem twenty-one at all, but was twenty-one, and he was funny. He just went a little fast, which you know. Where is he from? I don't remember. I, I saw, I saw so many acts. I, I don't remember where they're all like actually from. Yeah, I'm having trouble with people's names. One of I, I'm out of room. You know what I mean? And and, and I, I just can't pronounce some of them. That's it. Even the English ones are kind of stupid. <laughs> there was a guy last week and his name was Cahill O'Riordan. And I was like, I'm fucking nailed that. That was the <laughs> one name I got right because it makes sense to my fucking mouth. Carl O'Riordan? Cahill O'Riordan. Cahill. <laughs> I imagine every, you know, English MC probably fucks that one up. Carl. But then everyone else I have is like, you know. Carl. <laughs> I don't know how to. Yeah, I'm not even going to like do an example of anyone's name. Oh. Yeah, you're you're not able to do it. <laughs> you're not. You're not going to be able to say it. Like so. I mean, it's, you're not being racist, but you're certainly disrespecting Gahal. C a t h a l. That's how you spell it. Kahal. Kahal. You know, there you go. Kahal. Yeah, oh, I can't, I can't do the call to prayer properly, and they can't say Kahal properly. You know what I mean? No one's no one's being disrespectful here. Our moats are just made different. Not made different, but you grew up different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've got like <laughs> Brian. 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 Yeah, I can do Brian. Yeah. 
I can't say my own fucking name. Mark. Mac. Mark. Mac. Fuck you. Wasn't, but your your name Mark. was Mark. 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 Yeah, you have to go Mark, though. Mark. Oh, uh, Mark. 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 That's what you have to say to these fucking inbreds. And I know I'm from the country with the more inbreeding, but you know what I mean? Or is Ireland more inbred than England? Any place that's small, with a smaller population that's more rural. Well, I mean, they're royalty to the inbreeding, but they've, 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 there's a lot of people here. Why is it that every time we turn on the microphone, I start to deplete in energy? Drink your coffee or your tea. I think I just, I got a crink in my back. I'm getting on a flight. I'm, I'm not happy. I've had to deal with a lot of bureaucratic horseshit just to get on this fucking airplane. I don't want to even get on the airplane. I have to be honest. The last time I got on a plane, I ended up stuck in a foreign country. I'm having a lot of weird feelings. Oh, yeah, that was the last time you flew, wasn't it? Yes. Well, except to get out of that foreign country, but then Mm. kind of stuck in this foreign country. So I'm just sort of, and I understand, like, I'm going back to my country, but I haven't really been there for almost two years, so it doesn't really feel like my country. Oh, it's definitely changed. I'm real stressed out. Do you think so? On what? The U.S. pre-COVID and after-COVID? Pre and after. Is that how you say it? Pre and post. Before and after, pre and post. I mean, we're technically still in COVID. No, not my ways. I'm done. It, I'm done too. It's optional. You can stay in it as long as you <laughs> want. <laughs> That's how I feel. You know, I but think I, I've tapped out, so. I've fucked. tapped out as well. I've tapped. Well, aside from all the shit that, all the hoops I have to jump through. But all of this, like, like, let's just bitch about this first. It's, I'm, I'm feeling bitchy. I got a crink in my back. It's, it's, it's from all the stress. Whatever. I, I fortunately I've packed I've packed my clothes more than twenty four hours before my flight. Honestly, that deserves like a full round of applause. I never do that. Okay. Some snaps will do. Yeah. And um Did you pack for the weather? Well, don't don't even get me started because I'm doing New York and California. There's to- totally different weather in both places. It started to stress me out because I needed as li- much room in my suitcase because I'm bringing back my actual belongings that are still in New York City. So I needed to bring warm enough clothes for being in the fall in New York, beautiful time of year to be in New York, but also like summer clothes because everything's on fire in California and I will be too. So I wanted to make sure to have, you know, some crop tops, but... I'm going to also be hanging out with my mom and like I don't really. So the point is, is I had to figure out how to merge two wardrobes into one and also enjoy the way I look. But I hate all my clothes because I don't feel like I'm that person anymore. So there's like an existential dread to packing in general. And I'm going to be performing in New York. I've scheduled 10 shows in four days, which um, is going to somehow go around me so, d- going through all of my shit and packing it up to ship over here. And then I'm supposed to like see people. I'm feeling real stressed out and I had to pack for that. And um, in addition to doing all this horse shit for coronavirus, which as we both noted, we have tapped out of. I have tapped out of it. I I think these are my thoughts. Do you want to know my thoughts or do you want to say your thoughts? Let's hear your thoughts. My thoughts about coronavirus are this. Made up. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Chinese. Okay. Made up Chinese. What are my thoughts? What are thoughts do we have? Okay, so we're doing your thoughts. That's fine. Do you have any other thoughts? Not on purpose, but kind of on purpose. No, not on purpose. That's a thought. Not on purpose. Okay. My thoughts are, are this. Like, I'm, 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 well, I don't even, I haven't looked at the news. I don't remember the last time I looked at the news. I won't be looking at the news. I hear my news hearsay, you know, um, from different people. But 
I think if you uh, if you're gonna be on this like high and mighty like it that virus is still and and if you care you whatever if, if that's how you feel that the virus is still out there and we should all be inside and wearing our masks and whatever, I, you better not have come outside. You better have been inside this whole fucking time. No, these pussy communists love it. They love it. Some people just, uh, where's your mask? It's like, it's, that's yeah, no, it's exa- not June. Shut up. I'm over it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, like, I'm, I got the vaccine so I could get on a fucking plane. I did it. You know, all this, like, oh, if, you, if you're not doing your part. I, I don't know. Like, I just am a very live and let live person. I feel like people get to make choices. If you don't like their choices, that's it's not your life, you know. And and this whole like and you, but everyone in the world, it's like you've po- made a choice probably in your life before coronavirus that inadvertently hurt somebody else. That's what happens. Yeah, don't give me dirty looks on the tube because I don't have a mask on. What about those black teenagers that have never had a mask on? Because you won't you you won't put it on them, but they give me dirty looks. Oh right, because they're woke, so it's. Yeah, I mean, who fucking cares? It's late in the game. You get get vaccinated if you want. Anyway, that's all I want to say about that. I just think, um, you know, I, again, it does make travel super fucking super fucking hard. But I do. I I, I want to make it very clear. If you want to die on the hill of like, if you care about society, stay inside. Like literally, you better have never come outside. You better never went and saw one of your friends. You better never went to work. You better never ever 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 because. If you did, then you're you're a hypocrite. That's that's all I have to say um, about that. So I had to follow all the little rules to do this. Apparently, I I had to get two different coronavirus tests just to do this. One because you had coronavirus, and apparently, if I take a PCR test, it can detect if I had corona in the last 90 days, even if I didn't know I had it. So I had to go get a test just in case I had it and didn't know it. Um, to make sure that my 10-day isolation period would start before my flight. So I literally had to schedule in a test around gigs that I would be willing to cancel. Um, So I was negative for that, but then I had to go pay a private place because they won't accept the free tests from the NHS. I had to go pay 50 pounds at a private place, carve out some time, waddle my ass on over there to get another test three days prior to me flying even though I could get coronavirus right fucking now yeah. and still get on that it's airplane. A money, it's, it seems like a money grab. It's a money grab. I'm like, who cares? And then I have to upload that test, and then I have to declare that I don't have coronavirus, and then when I go to check in to get my boarding pass, they're like, oh, no, we're not doing mobile boarding passes, which, which is, is fucking, fucking hilarious, stupid, which is fucking hilarious. So then I have to try to get the printer to work, because, of course, why does the print? It, 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 it only works when you don't need it. This is why people join ISIS, I think. No, I'm understanding enough, why people buy guns. Enough things just go wrong in your life. Just it's a small little fucking annoying things you're like you know what i'm just gonna go to the middle east yeah. and just and decapitate journalists yeah no it's like one thing after another after another and then you're like for what for something cutting off someone's head probably feels good after enough times the printer failed on you i'm just i look i get it i get it i i'm not saying i want to do and no, i don't really want to decapitate anybody but do you know i don't what have I mean? the b- balls to decapitate someone but if you're that way built and inclined i bet it would make you yes. forget about all the little everything. mishaps of everything that. Just shitty travel bureaucracy. I mean, because then you and I are sitting there staring at the printer like it's a fucking alien, because it basically is. And, oh, and I, I'm not going to be able to fucking do anything with that thing. Well, no, you you got the, the you got the ink cartridge to come out, like you got the the the, the part that holds the ink to. And then I left the room because I felt like that was yeah that was enough. 
Well, it, no, it was. It was very important. But but so, you know, because uh, so the, 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 it's like this chain of events. So I did get this printer for free with this box of ink from this lady. And now I'm who knows why she gave it away. The printer works, but the ink needed to be changed. But of course, it takes like, you know, 45 minutes to figure out what the flashing light means for which place it's flashing whatever so then you get the thing to pop out and then I put the new ink in but then it's still not working only to realize that all the free ink she gave me didn't actually fit with that printer so I can't actually print so it she's out a lawyer. So this woman's a lawyer so now, so now I, want the, lives? I want the woman to do die know, I want the airline and I don't even want to get on the flight like I wanted to cry I was like you know what fuck the trip fuck the trip I'll stay here I won't get on the plane it's fine did you it's pick fine. up the printer from her place yeah, but is this her fault? Like, where who who is at the root of the problem? So this has to be someone's fault. But does she like have a dog? Let's say she gets a letter going. We have your dog. I mean, we would take very good care of her dog. <laughs> well, we see what kind of dog it is first. See I would love the dog, no matter what kind of dog it, it is. Rubs me the wrong way. What? I'm sorry. What would you do with it? Just not be as nice to it as I would be with a dog that I prefer. Okay, I mean, well, fine. What but I, I will give it extra love to make up for the fact that you don't what love I'm it enough. Eat dog. No. <laughs> I would never do that. I don't think I could do that. And I know we eat other things with eyes and hearts and brains and that are as smart as dogs, but I don't think I could do the dog. Um, but so far, so good. It looks like you're going to be able to get on your flight reasonably easily. Well, the last time I got... You want to know... You want, I forget this. I forget this because 2020 was from front to back the worst year of my life from start to finish. Even I mean, you are the, you are the, the you are the prize that you know came out of it. Oh, I've aged a lot in 2020. But but you know when I left you in Bethnal Green that morning to fly to New York to pack a bag to fly to Australia, when I lost a necklace of mine, I lost it. I remember I lost an earring in that fucking apartment. Oh, yeah. So I lost an earring. I lost expensive earring, expensive necklace. So I'm like, okay, so. And then I board my flight. I drag all my shit to the airport. I board my flight. And do you not remember? Did I not tell you this? For seven and a half hours. So, th- so there was this Hasidic Jewish family behind me. Okay. Oh, my favorite kind of Jewish. And for seven and a half hours, two children. Because they, they had one of them in their lap. So it was like, th- th- you know, three seats were occupied by four people. Two children kicked the back of my seat. Oh. And and I turned around and I said, "Can you please? The kicking mm. needs to stop." That would change your view on history after an hour in. I mean, I'm just <laughs> you know, and like, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I was like, "Please, it really needs to stop." Because if you remember, I I didn't sleep a lot. I was packing. Did you say it? You said it to them, no? I asked them to. I and then I asked the fucking flight attendant. I was like, because I said, "Miss," and I because you could hear it. They're screaming. They're kicking my. It was obvious. Like you know, the area on the plane that you hear is like got all this racket. It was my area. Seven and a half hours, they kicked my fucking seat. And I just, I never felt... You wanted to scream at them in German. Yes, I was like, I, I was like, try, but of course I didn't have Wi-Fi on the flight because I was like, I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to pay for it. So, you know, I wanted to Google words in German. Couldn't. So I just had to keep it all inside, you know. And then I got off the flight and that's when I realized I lost the necklace. And then I had to drag, I dragged myself. This is actually insane when I think about it. I got on the fucking train. I arrived back to my New York apartment for 12 hours. I was there. That was the last time I saw that apartment. I packed. I I threw my shit from London because I needed to pack to go to Australia. And then I went and did a show at Beauty Bar. Okay. The last show I ever did in New York City was at Beauty Bar. I was trying a new joke. And this guy walks in like 
very flamboyant, very loud, just like, nah, nah, like talking, talking to his friend in this like, like, like I'm not there, you know? So I was like, hey, I was like, hello, hi. You know, I was like, are you a celebrity? And he's like, no, but thank you. Why? And I was like, because you're acting like a fucking asshole. Like, I was like, what are you, who are you? <laughs> like, get out of here. And then I couldn't try the new joke. And then I got back on the train. I slept on my couch for three hours and then flew to California to fly to Australia. And that was the last time. So I'm like nervous. You know what I mean? I, I don't ha I'm not associating this trip with like good fond memories. I'm associating this trip with like the beginning like of the mouth of hell. No, I'll be grand. <laughs> what do you have to fly? Six hours to New York. I have to do... It's seven and a half hours. Seven and a half. An hour to Dublin. An hour and ten minutes to Dublin, maybe. I don't know. You know see Richie. I don't really like Dublin that much. I've had good times there, but there's something about the the people. I don't want to be personal. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I guess it's the people, really. Yeah, I guess the people talk. Fuck, what can you do about it? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I guess I just, it just dawned on me right now. I was trying to think of an excuse. Niall's not from Dublin. Who is from Dublin? I know like two people I like from Dublin. Yeah, that's a pity, isn't it? I said you have a million people. I can't even speak to, to of Dublin. Of course you can't, because this is all fucking European gobbledygook to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because, um, I mean, it's like the same with with uh, the impression of America. I know a lot about America. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do? I probably know more about America than you. Well, then why don't you lay, lay on a fun fact about America? Um, fucking Columbus over here? Like... Um, Oh, no, I don't need to be put on the spot, though. Wow. I know I made a statement, and now I, I'm fucking backtracking. I feel like a fool. <laughs> 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 what can you do? But, um, as a fact about America, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a country of freedom, anyway. Is it? Yeah. In the right parts. I don't think, I don't think any part of America is really free. Texas? You think Texas is free? Of tax? It is free of tax, yes. Isn't that the one thing you want to get away from anyway? People yeah, but are dumb, though, because you have to pay but some but sort of tax. But now, but like, if I wanted an abortion, I can't have one in Texas. That's not, I don't associate that with freedom. Freedom to abort. Okay, yeah, come on, you could, you could, you could just leave. You act know. like that's so fucking easy for everybody. You could just fall as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yes. You know, once upon a time, it was so cute to be like, Oh, I'll just if I have a baby that I don't want, I'll just like drink it to death and like and then I'll And then they get born under a disaster. Yeah, fetal I mean. alcohol syndrome. But I'm isn't now it? I'm now in my thirties and you know, any baby for me is a baby I don't want. And if I happen to be in Texas, which I won't, like oh we will just go to Alabama. I mean well Alabama they don't allow it there either. I think I'm just a No, I don't think it's different, there's different laws between them though. And they're not even next to each other, are they? I don't know. The point is, is like, it's not so easy to just, for everybody to just like leave places. Let's say if you, you to go get an expensive ass abortion. If you don't want to have this abortion, if you do want to have this abortion, you better figure out a way to leave or else you're going to have yeah, a baby. Okay. No, but uh, understood. But think about it like this. You have to leave. Then you have to pay for the abortion, which is not free, not free over there. You know, I, um, yeah, that's retarded. Did we talk about know. my doctor visit? I can't remember. I don't know, because we've recorded a couple things we haven't released. Abortion's um, hilarious, isn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you want to unpack that? No, like as, as a, as a, um, 
as a man, you're not meant to talk about it. But you see, now there's loopholes within being a man. So they're like, hey, you shouldn't talk about it. You're a man. And I'm like, oh, I'm a man, am I? Now we can talk about abortion because I, I don't. I don't bind now, now to narrative of being a man. Because no one knows what your gender is now? Yeah, because I could have a fucking baby. You don't know. Don't tell me. Do you, you have a you, baby? You capitalist scum. Please God, I am so baby. confused about everything these days. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been made to be very... It's very confusing. You just uh, got to push on through and find the funny. Well, I mean, I agree with that, but nobody else does. Or a lot of people don't. You can't joke about that. Are you doing some shows in New York that... um? That uh, your would have been your regulars from before. Yeah, so that's good, isn't it? You go, you're going to be in rooms that you would have been in uh, pre the world changing. I know. I'm very nervous about the whole thing. I don't think I you should be nervous. I think you should be like kind of going, "Oh, this is going to be nice." Uh, you're right. Okay, you're right. But if I think hard enough, I can feel bad about anything. So, uh, and and for this instance, it doesn't really seem to take that much. Like you mentioned, going to New York and going into rooms I used to go into, and I immediately feel bad. Why? Because I feel like an imposter. I feel like. I have this thing set in my mind that if you want to get really good at comedy, you're in New York City to do it. And I have not been in New York City, so I have this idea that I'm going to go back there and not be as funny as everybody. And that is um, probably a personal problem, for sure. Uh, I'm admitting it into a microphone. Yes, I feel like everyone got good except for me. That is what I feel like. Is it, is it accurate? Maybe. Who knows? We're going to find out. But does it give me anxiety? Absolutely. I wouldn't worry too much. I, don't think, I think people think that they don't. You don't realize how much people don't give a fuck about you. I in comedy, yes, you know I've heard of, of that, like and I not I in, like not in a neg- negative way, but like as in people are so self-absorbed in comedy. I am fully aware of what you're saying, and which is, if you think about it, like my whole fear is stemming from me only giving a fuck about myself. Exactly. So I'm aware of that, you should just but go it doesn't there change ha- the fear. Ha- I don't know. You should go there and have fun. I need to fully rewire my central nervous system. That's it. Hmm. And I'm aware of that oh, as that well. that sounds easy. It's not easy. It's absolutely terrifying. It's like, um, well, I, I'm not qualified to do that. I'm well, yeah, I know. I'm not asking you to do it. <laughs> so is that like uh, something you need a guru? No, I, d- I don't. You know, the, the thing is, is I, um, I think at a relatively, at, a, at an age when I was, uh, my formative years, right, when you're still... Gr- um, you know, your, brain grow- is, your brain grows until you're 25. Yeah, well, y- I when think. I was formulating as a human... So anyone under 25 to me is like kind of subhuman. Forming? I don't know. When I was still forming. Yeah, like a child. Uh, not a child, a teenager. I was being sent to that place. It caused you to have to question... You had to start questioning everything, right? Because like your friend was maybe not your friend. Like one thing could happen and suddenly any sort of stable ground that you were standing on was no longer stable. So you're kind of like, look, it was kind of like going to mental, you were in mental and emotional war in this place. They were using, it was called Copper Canyon Academy (laughs) and it's currently called Sedona Sky and I have no problem saying any of this. Come for me, Tammy, come for me. Um, and, And I don't mean that in a sexy way because, ugh, God, you don't deserve an orgasm. But... They they basically utilized therapy as a weapon. They they weaponized therapy, and they it was like sort of imagine Lord of the Flies without any of the violence. Although I know violence probably occurred to other people, and I was one of the lucky people that didn't have to deal with anything physical. But like, you know, so you're you're in this place where you're having to pretend. Just make sure you just stop down. 
You're going to throw me the stuff. Yeah, throw me the stuffed animal. Thank you. Fine. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So you're in this place where you have to pretend. You might as well just fucking this is, just take a picture of this. You're in this place where you have to pretend like you're playing the game, but you have to be thinking about who's going to do what to you because people are would sell you out in order to make sure they're standing in this program you know, remain the same. And the goal ultimately is to hopefully trick everybody enough. And, and, and or I guess they would say heal, but you, you don't get to heal in an environment where you're being abused. That's just not, that's not reality. You know, the, the, they might pretend like they're healing people, but they're not. They're abusing people, children. So it's like you're, you're having to play their game. It, it's a real mind fuck, especially for a teenager. So my point is, it's like, I, my mind, I believe, adapted to They being, gave you brain damage. Coinage. Yeah, I've been given brain damage. I'm in this place where I'm kind of feeling like everything is really unstable and I don't know what's going to happen. And I, and I have learned to expect the worst because the worst has happened, huh. although I'm not always anticipating the worst. Things are starting to make more sense. I'm hoping no. for the best. But, yeah, so if I think hard enough, I can feel bad about anything because they were able to turn even good moments into bad things. Yeah. Amazingly, I'm going to tell you uh, th- th- this is something they did, and maybe this is the very moment, you know. Like, and you gave me the stuffed animals, so now I'm feeling all my feelings. So, like, it's this is your fucking fault. But like, Ooh, this is what they did. Spot. This is not my strong point. So, th- there was a thing called Big Group, right? And we had it once a week, where you know, it, on Tuesdays, you 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 had your caseload, which was you and the other women, uh, girls at the time, yeah that you guys had the same therapist. And then on Wednesday, there was big group. And then Thursday, there was a different kind of group. And Friday, there was a different, but big group. And big group was when you as the community, everyone who lived there, you met for like a therapy group and the therapist would change every week. And um, that's when you were allowed to talk to other level ones. There were level ones, two, three, four. Level ones weren't allowed to look at, talk to, or have third-party communication with other level ones on a daily basis. You weren't allowed to wear shoes. You weren't allowed to wear tampons. You had to earn those privileges on level two. So in big group, level ones were allowed to talk to each other. So this is what they did. They took us all into this, like, you know, um, building off-site, you know, walking distance, and they said that we were going to have an exercise like that was sort of like a game they were going to put us all in our own little groups and we're allowed to speak to everyone in the group and what we had to figure out why we were all in a group together so we all were like oh this is fun you know right because we're sitting there we're getting to talk to some of us are getting to talk to people we're not normally allowed to talk to and whatever and so I remember the group I was in there was this girl in there and I was like well we both really like music we're pretty creative maybe that's why you know oh we have dark hair you know everybody's doing this like we're having a good time and then uh, they gave us like 10 minutes to do that. And then they said, okay, now we're going to let you know what your groups are called. And the, like the biggest group, they were like, this is the positive peer group. These are the girls in the community that are positive peers that are moving forward in the program in a healthy way. And then one by one, they went to every other group. They were like, these are the girls that are feeling negative and want to go home. These are the girls that like haven't accepted that they're in the program. These are the girls that aren't working their program hard enough. And it's like the Handmaid's Tale, isn't it? What? It's like the Handmaid's Tale. I mean, yeah, except with children, which I guess they use children in the Handmaid's Tale, but no, whatever. Children didn't exist in that. No, but then, but then, what? The, so, so you know, as everybody's going like, "Oh, this isn't a game. This fucking sucks," right? And we're like, "Okay, so now we feel bad." But then they were like. Now what you have to do is one by one, you all have to get up and stand in front of your positive peers. And like the people in the positive peers group, 
There was a girl in that group that if I ever see her again in real life, cut her head off. I'm gonna go to prison, like, because you know there are people in this world that I don't know. Maybe like, she was a scared kid though, and she just acted. No, too. no, 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 no. She There's enjoyed a, it too much. Yes, oh, she did. She know. did it. She did it from a place of. It wasn't fear. It was from another. It was from another place, and maybe she was. A fr- I'm not gonna say I'm fully. Well, hopefully she's fat. Well, she lives in Sacramento, or for she. she I. Well, I she was from Sacramento, which was alarming to me. But anyway, the point is, is you had to stand up in front of your positive peers, and you had to. You had about. I think they said 30 seconds. It was either 30 seconds or a minute, one or the other, to plead your case to those peers as to why you belonged in the positive peer group. And if they didn't all unanimously vote you in, you had to take a silence vest and you were on silence for a week. A silence vest. Yes, but you would you would wear the vest and then you weren't allowed to talk to anyone. I could do with that vest sometimes. Yeah, I mean, me too, but Someone really... Someone asked me a question, I'm like, I'm wearing a silence vest, you dope. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe try it. Try it and see how it, like, you know, bodes for you. Because it's, especially when you're already in a high-pressure cooking situation of mental and emotional abuse, and then you're not allowed to even have, like, the basic kind of small interactions that might make things okay. You know, we all stood, nobody made it into the group. Nobody. Because because everybody in that positive peer group has their own sort of feelings about certain people, right? Like, Oh, I don't like her. I'm not going to, I'm I no, I'm not voting her in the group, you know, whether or not it was, it was good or bad. So it's like, they basically just aided in further like psychological trauma. Everyone was crying except for the girls in the positive peer group. Cause they're in the positive peer group. They get to talk, they get to do whatever they want. In fact, it just makes them feel high and mighty because now it's been acknowledged by the full community as well as the therapist that they're the ones that, so then they got to treat the rest of us even beyond that exercise kind of like shit for a little while. Oh, that's not good. I mean, un- unless you're them and you're really into like power. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like what, what was the study called? The Stanford, yeah, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah when, well, when people just adopt, yeah, people naturally fall into those roles of uh, who has the power and who is the the bitch. Yeah, to the person who has the but power. But they're doing this to children, who they are telling their parents they're helping, but really they're damaging further and further into. No, no, I get it for sure. Do you get it? Because yeah. I can't tell. Because I mean, I know you like to make jokes when I'm like being serious. This, you know, and whatever, and maybe I take things too seriously sometimes, but yeah. maybe after hearing that, would you understand why I might no, live no, in absolute fear of everybody's intentions and shit all over the world? And then I'm always sort of thinking, like, what's going to fucking happen that's going to be bad? Because it was like, I walked into that scenario, that situation, being like, oh, we're going to play a game. That's cool. Like, I do, I, I feel like truly as a person, I, I do have, like, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, everything sucks and da-da-da-da-da, even though it does. You know, I'm kind of, like, hoping for the best, but I've kind of learned to expect the worst, so I'm trying to at least anticipate what that might be so I'm not hit with a fucking curveball and a punch to the face. But no matter what I anticipate, usually <laughs> something even worse happens. Case in point, coronavirus so I'm trying to maybe learn to rewire my system to appreciate the good, not necessarily expect the bad, and like just sort of surrender because why struggle? But it's going to take a lot of work. 
Yeah, I predict your trip back to America will not have <laughs> more coronavirus and uh, more Mormon uh, uh, concentration camps. I think you're you're going to be. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm genuinely frightened of getting stuck in America and not being able to fly back here that's at this point. I don't think that's going to happen. I I you, you yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen either. But I don't think any of this other shit was going to happen. You know, and I understand like I can't anticipate every bad thing that will happen. But I guess I don't know. It's like it's like I'm trying to steal myself to something, but I I really need to learn how to surrender. Yeah, I mean, I guess you understand it. Now you just got to figure out how to do it. I can't help you. I have no idea. Well, you see me. I mean, I don't know. You know, I used to think between the two of us, I used to think like I had it like more figured out, right? But now I kind of think you have it more figured out. Well, I just know that I, there's some things I can't control. That's a very, very um, yeah, but you nice place to actually leave go because you can't control everything. You can't. Right, it's right. It's insane to try. And you see people who try and do it and they just, li- they, it's ridiculous. Is that, are you, are you referring? No, I'm not referring to you, but I, I mean, I in gen- people in general. Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, you can't, there's, there's, there's situations where you have to just go, this is out of my control. I think... Because, you know, I'm trying to learn, you know, we've been listening, well, you're, you sleep to it, but I've been listening to a lot of, like, Ram Dass, you know, more Robert Anton Wilson about, like, our, you know, rewiring, you know, our inner consciousness or whatever. And I, I'm hearing them, but I'm struggling to, I've touched it, right? Like, you know, we, we do you remember when... Um, I was going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that hilarious time. Oh, now you don't want to make any jokes? <laughs> like, you were making jokes during something that was, like, truly, truly traumatic for me. But now, yeah, okay. So I guess, you know, whatever. So there was that time where I was, I was going to kill myself, but then I started meditating, and then at an alarming rate, I seemed to release some of my pain or whatever, and then I was, like, really happy. Yeah. And then you said it was scary. Yeah, because you fucking, you, there was no... It was no gradual change. It was like one extreme to the next, and uh, uh, and to me that's like bipolar. Yeah, I mean, I I understand that, but as you can, I mean, I feel like there has not been. No, no, no. You've stable. You've stabilized. Stabilized in my misery. You've stabilized. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. Just fucking huge peaks and valleys is like alarming. Right, but and I found it unusual too. Right, but I had never like meditated and shit before, and and it was like I released that pain or whatever about, I, or, you know, I think about coronavirus. And then I felt this like connectivity with the whole fucking world. I was like, man, I am one with the world and the world is one with me and everything is perfect as it is. Yeah, even that's the just pain good. Just suffering. don't tell people that because it's so annoying to hear. I think when people are like trying to say that hippy dippy talk. Well, I, d- but I think I, it, once you have that narrative in your head, you're on a good path. Yeah, well, it was in my head. But then the point, what I'm trying to make is like, then suddenly everything else started coming up. And now I'm having to deal with it for the first time because I'm realizing I never dealt with it. And then I'm realizing I haven't been myself since X, Y, Z age, you know, whatever, whenever it, for, there was a mask and then there was another mask and that's the mask I've been living in and, and surrounding myself with the things and whatever in my life that I built, which isn't me. It's just like something I do. It's not my actual self. And then, you know, having a full on like, you know, metaphysical, what, meltdown? I mean, you know, so... That's where I'm at right now, but the point is, is I'm trying, I'm not like trying to reach that place again because I like want the high of it, but I'm trying to kind of, I don't know, 
look at things from that loving place and accepting place and surrendering place because I remember the idea that we are all connected and it is all one and, and whatever. But, you know, it's not it's not easy yeah. because people are fucking annoying. They're they're you know, comedy is annoying. General life is annoying. That what I have to do to get on an airplane tomorrow is fucking annoying. The printer, the lady who gave me a free printer with ink didn't that didn't work. I mean, it's like I'm grateful, but annoying, you know. Just fantasize about cutting all their heads off, but don't do it. I think that's the way to live your life. Was that like marrying the shadow and the and the light? Like <laughs> I have no idea. You don't know anything about Carl Jung. I do. Okay, but well, I don't know the is it is the fantasy about cutting their heads off but not actually doing it, taking the shadow and marrying it with the light? Like I, I imagine them all decapitated, but I'm not going to do it. Not doing it is the most important part of anything like that. <laughs> not the thing you think of, you don't do in real life. I think that's important to stay on, not even the right side of law, but the right side of any sort of uh, moral situation. But imagine I got annoyed and just chopped someone's head off, and I was like. They were annoying. I mean, people do that. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, someone like me gets to make a joke somewhere about it, but you don't want to be the guy cutting the head off, for sure. But I guess my question is, is like, to be, I guess, I, I don't know, like, I, I, for lack of a better word, you know, enlightened or whatever, is it is is that to not even have the fantasy about cutting somebody's head off? No. I don't think so. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I'm asking. I, think it, I th- honestly think it's just like fucking knowing, knowing when shit's out of your control and just stepping back from it. Like, and should the idea of cutting somebody's head off make me feel, you it know... D- it should not make you feel good or horny, for sure. <laughs> but if it makes you laugh, then th- that is the absurdity of life. But that, w- what if making me laugh makes me feel good and horny? I mean, you just gotta, you really gotta separate fucking from the doing to the idea to it happening somewhere else to somewhere But wouldn't else. being enlightened not even be having the idea at all? Just being well, like... What, what is it? Being fucking enlightened means boring as fuck then, doesn't it? I don't know if it means... I see, I don't know. So, I've started reading... Because they're, they're all online. You know, I, I've always been a big fan of the Larry Sanders show, so I started reading Gary Shandling's journals. Oh because, yeah. what? I said, oh, yeah. Well, and he was like, you know, I guess a practicing Buddhist or some shit. I mean, if you read some of his journals, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't, I, you know, it reminds me of things I say, like to myself, like, oh, I, you know, everything's going so well, but I'm not happy. Am I just not meant to be happy? You know, like. I he had a fucking TV show and he's still unhappy, you know, but then he like feels good when he's meditating. I mean, this is like I, I only read some of one of them so far because there's like quite a few pages, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm asking you because I guess I feel like, again, at what when I met you, I felt like and it's not like we're all like done cooking where we spend our whole lives. Like, I mean, I think growing and improving and whatever, you know, but like I remember when I met you. It seemed like you had, like, a lot of insecurities that you were dealing with or, like, you know, self-worth and whatever, right? But, like, now, while I still think those things might be a thing, you also seem a bit more grounded in terms of, like, I don't know, your spiritual essence as a part of the fucking world. Yeah, you just got to be chill. You got to be cool, zen. You got to be cool, yeah. zen, and yeah. chill. Cool, God, zen, Terrible and bumper chill. sticker. Yeah, don't, uh, don't sweat the... If you say don't sweat the small stuff, I'm just gonna big kick you in the dick. Don't 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 sweat. Put on fucking antiperspirant. Don't be disgusting. That's what I was gonna say. You know, antiperspirant's bad for you. It it makes your sweat glands not. Already put on natural fucking shit you find in a bog that you rub together in a fucking pest. That bowl. made my armpit break out. Well, I don't know. Like, didn't sweat. Fuck it. You know what? <laughs> Do sweat. You're 
that's how you were made. You were made to perspire. Perspire? Perspire? Perspire. You are made to perspire. Perspire? Yeah, exactly. So perspire all you want. I think that's important. I'm not giving anyone guru advice on anything ever. I'm not asking for guru advice. I'm just sort of, you know. I'll tell people to chill out. That's all. That's all you can do. Yeah, well, I'm sure screaming women love that. Yeah, chill out, bitches. You know what I mean? People are... Yeah, people just get excitable. Some people are just built excitable. I had a pretty excitable weekend. I'm pretty fucked. Saw my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to catch up. It's good to reminisce. Kind of reminds me of, like, the jokes I'm doing right now. Around that time of when I was in school, and it's good to talk to people to try Because I have no memory. I have absolutely no memory, so... What do you think that's about? I think people's people are just built different, and my brain is just weak from memory. My memory part of my brain is shitty. It's just like it's like it's like people have different phones, so my memory part is like not good. Also, that is an excuse. There's probably things I could do to improve it. Like what? I meditate. I I I think it's diet as well and exercise probably. Well, and also, I mean, I don't know. I don't think you should get hit in the head when you go boxing. Yeah, well, I barely do that. I know, but... Anyway, that damage is already done. I don't know if that's the memory part. Well, I don't know either, but I, I don't, don't, think, I don't think it's good getting hit in the head. I don't think no that, idea. I don't think that helps. Yeah, but what if I forget that you told me that because my memory is bad? I don't think I'm going to let you forget that I told you that. As soon as I leave the room, I actually have to remember my whole life. Do you know that? What, what do you mean? I'm JK Lolling. Okay, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll know eventually when I start getting confused. Yeah, it's terrifying to think about. My mom used to work with people who had dementia, and it's very... No, some people don't even get it. I just feel like I probably would get it. But I, always I, that's, I, I understand some people don't get it, and I understand that you feel like you'll probably get it, I feel, get like, it, I I feel get like you'll probably though. get it too. I feel like I was going to get cancer. Or what do you mean? There's still time. Why are you acting like... No, but like I, like you, I, always, like I always am like, oh, I'll get that. But I'm not like a hypochondriac. I'm just like, oh, that will that will get me. It's just the way I, I see it. Like I'm like that one. I'm kind of I'm I'm due that one. Oh, so so let me get this straight. You're you're predicting that you're due. I predicted I died so many different ways. I just wonder now which one's gonna win. <laughs> that that's not a prediction. You're literally just like dreaming up ways to die. No, I'm not dreaming up ways to die. I'm always like, oh no, that's gonna be. Well, you can't die from all of them. Yeah, I've just you only get I've to just die once. I just realized that now, and it's actually quite. quite quite a freeing thought that's nice but no I'm also the pressure of but which way is the way it's going to get me I guess we'll find out oh well this is my this is the last kind of conversation I want to have before we go on the trip I thought you were going to die yesterday falling off a roof that's what I thought no not at all I mean a freak accident can happen but no I'm, I've got my wits about me I'm not clumsy when, it, when, it, when I'm up on the roof I'm very yeah but terrible. you hadn't had a lot of sleep because you had a big weekend I don't need sleep anymore sleep is for fucking Pussies. Okay. Well, that's something. I, I just get anxious. I just drink another cup of coffee. That's it. It makes me anxious even hearing you say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I. I. I'm glad I got some sleep. I'm gonna sleep back in Ireland a bit. I think there's gonna be much to do besides to catch up with people. So. 
And it's countryside and there's like better air and shit, so. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I'm going to. And there's dogs and I'm stuff. going to New York City. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm going to pack up my stuff. Then I'm going to go see my mom. And I'm excited to see my mom. However, I'm going to be there for six days, which is about five days too many, historically speaking, with my mom. Not because we don't love each other. We love each other very much. But sometimes it's too much. And I. I think it was Tim Ferriss, or I don't know. I don't know who said it, but somebody said, like, if you want to test if you're really enlightened, go, like, spend time with your family or whatever. That and makes a lot of sense. Well, I can't. I'm struggling to be on the phone. I called her yesterday because, you know, we're going to go to this little town called Carmel because she loves it. So we'll go, and it's f- supposed to be very nice. And I understand it's by the ocean. So I called her, and I was like, you know, should I bring my bathing suit? No, that, that was my first mistake. I just should have packed my bathing suit. But I guess I was, like, trying to gauge whether or not – this was like a place, like if the water was going to be really cold, but then I was also kind of like, I just shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't have asked. That's the problem. I mm. made the mistake because what I deduced from the conversation is that the woman is afraid for me to get in the water. She doesn't want me in the water. She was trying to convince me nobody's ever gotten in the water. She was like, they only get in the water if they have wetsuits on. And I was like, I struggle to believe that. So then I like Google it while on the phone with her. And it's like, Carmel Beach is a great swimming. Da, da, da. It, it lists all the things you can do in the beach. It does say, like, you want to be careful of the riptide or whatever. But the point is, is she doesn't want me in the water. So I know when I get there and I want to go in the water because the last time I was near water was Australia, but we weren't allowed to get in it because we were in a lockdown. So I'd like to be in the water, even if it's going to freeze my nuts off. But I know in order to get in that water, it's going to be like the Battle of Algiers. I swear to God. It's going to be like... The Battle of Algiers. I'm going to have to rip through... One obscure reference. Whatever. It's going to be insane. And and, and I tend... Guess what? I'm not getting in the water. I promise you. Or if I do, it's going to be such a miserable fucking experience that I hope I drown. That I hope I drown. And, And that's because she's scared for me to get in the water. And... I'm not going to be able to change that. That I cannot change that. I cannot convince. She is old. She wins. That's it. And it's not even about winning. But because she's old, like, she she has to get her way. I'm never going to be heard. There, there's not enough therapy in the world to get over whatever t- is at the base of this. But I know I'm not getting in that fucking water. But I'm still packing my bathing suit anyway. True that. Word up. Free the people. Um, yeah, Get in the water, I think. I haven't been to sea water in fucking how long. We have to. We have Patreons we, we need to mention. Yeah, I know. You seem like you've somehow... What's going on over there? Me? I'm just uh, I'm just floating through life, isn't it? I'm thinking. I'm thinking all these thoughts and shit, like... You're thinking all these thoughts, but you're not saying it, and I'm just screaming about how my, mom, my mommy issues. Yeah, I, but I think it's good for you. It's not good for me. You know, I, 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 can, I, I assure you it is not good for me. And you want to know why? Because I've been screaming... Everything my whole life since I got out of that place. I've seen so many therapists talking about it doesn't work. And that's why I should be, you know, I'm supposed to be healing from the inside out or whatever. I And I'm, I'm working on it. But like, no, talking about it, I feel my heart, my heart feels like it's going to explode. But it also feels like it's under a bunch of muck. Well, that's a visual. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's pretty fucked up. But I feel like you're getting better. I mean, you just got to keep on reading the books, rewiring your... Do you know we're recording a podcast right now? Yeah, I've, I'm, uh, I'm aware. Do you, is there anything you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't fucking think of anything for... I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also nervous about going home. 
because it's been two years. So I've, that's been like kind of occupying most of my my thinking. You know. Yeah. Yes, but I do. I'm know. sure. I'm sure, but it's out of my control, like I said earlier. What are you nervous about? I'm just nervous about the change for a second, like. You mean the airport, and then like I'm very nervous about the airport. Like not really the airport. Um, I'm actually kind of because I'm I've been doing so much stand up lately, and now I won't be doing stand up for a week. That's I mean that's I know that's minor, but it kind of bothers me. Same. I mean, uh, when I go to California, I don't think I'm doing any stand up. Yeah, well, there you go. We can relate on that point. Um, and also my I'm not like my I have to figure out my my work situation, so, you know. Your work situation. Well, like I'm working here. I'm working like two or three different jobs. Like probably for yeah. I'm gonna just I don't know. I wish this was funny. This shit, but this is like me. This is literally me riffing through the fucking. So we'll see now. This uh, is, yeah. the forms in my head, like that. I'm like, oh, uh, this is stuff I need to take care of. You know. But then uh, you know what you're doing. You're doing what I do. Rather than being in this moment of recording this podcast, you're like. Yeah, I know. But you were you 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 were on a riff. Not a riff. You're telling a story, so I, I don't d- think I'm telling. I'm I'm just screaming. You are screaming, and um, I don't have. Uh, I'm trying to. I I don't know if I can scream. Why don't? Can you try? Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Oh no! Everything's horrible. Everything's okay. I didn't say everything's horrible. No, I didn't. Say, I'm not doing you. I'm doing me. Jesus Christ! Don't be so defensive, Christ Almighty. Well, I am above. a comedian. It's all about me. It is, yeah, exactly. Um, oh yeah, I never got to do my Norm Nor Macdonald joke last time. Well, but okay. we have to. We have Patreons. We have to show you. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. And you see, that, that's why I was fucking around with my phone. But I didn't want to like disturb you. But I needed to because one of them has. You uh, don't want to disturb me. I'm already disturbed. Yeah, you are disturbed. Yeah, it's one of them has just an obscure name. But anyway, do you want to introduce me introducing them? And here's Mark O'Keefe with our Patreon no, no, subscribers. No, 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 that's way too forced. Do it in a... Do it in a do but that's the way I wanted to do it. Uh, well, can you do it again? How is it forced if that's the most natural way I wanted to do oh it? Just no, I found where I'm going here. No, no, you, yeah, just do it. Do and now, Mark O'Keefe with Fuck, our Patreon I can't subscribers. Even These are our $5 Patreon subscribers. Yeah, okay. And let me think. Noel. I haven't messaged him back because I'm, I'm... Do you have to do a qualifier every time? Yeah, because I fucking... I seen a message just the other day and I was like, fuck, I was meant to... But, like, I'm so... F- I'm, I'm I'm anxious on my phone right now. I'm not all enlightened, you know that? I'm pretty fucking uptight as well with fucking... Uh, especially technology. It fucks with me. Well, me too. Checking in for this flight um, today almost made me kill myself. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There's some fucking sassy, positive fucking vibes coming through your earphones right there. Uh, who else do we have? We've got... Uh, Sorry, I said that. Dot biz. So I think that's that a new subscriber. That's a new subscriber. Thank nice you. One. I'm not going to say. I don't think he wants his name. Sorry. Wait. What is it? Sorry, I. Sorry, I said that. Dot biz. Sorry, I said that. Dot biz. Yeah. So check out. Sorry, I said that. Dot biz. And <laughs> see what he's sorry. Just see what he's sorry about saying. Videos. See what he's sorry about saying. I mean, that's important. Um, Kev, who I've just seen, and I will see you again soon. Hi, right, Kev. Uh, chicken House. Chicken House. Yep. Yeah. Chicken Thank House. You. Chicken House. He donates. Uh, well, I, I'm assuming it's a he. It's a Chicken House. I don't know. Uh, six six. Oh dot wow. six six. Oh yeah. Yeah. Symbolic of the devil. Wow. I love it. That's hilarious. And who's the Damo? Damo. Oh yeah. Damo's. Yeah. People have been telling me Damo's been sober for quite a while now. I'm very interested to see that. Am I really? Doctor Cool Guy. Doctor Cool Guy. <laughs> oh, he's like a qualified surgeon of coolness. Yes, he is. He actually yeah. is. 
ten 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 dollars. That's very nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So thank <coughs> you. Is that everybody? I think that's everyone. I think that's everyone who does five five dollars or more. Yeah, I think that is. So thank one. you. There are some people in the lower tiers. Thank you as well. Also thank you. Um, I don't know. Do you think this was any good? I don't know, and I don't care. What do you I mean you don't know and you don't care? Because I don't know how to fucking I don't know how to judge something that we've just we're, we're currently still doing. What what hours are we on? I don't know. It's almost over. Yeah. Well, I'll do my joke. Well, do you you want to tell your joke? Yeah, I want to tell my joke. All right, all right. And now... Tell, tell my joke fucking the last time. No, look, this is the situation. You're Conan and I'm Norm. I, okay. You're Conan, so be conan for a second. <laughs> Welcome me on, actually. In and the and now... Way, uh, the way he do it, the way he do it. I don't know. Yeah, okay, go on, go on. And now a uh, night show favorite. What What's the Conan show? Um, Late Night with Conan or some shit. Who knows? Okay, and now a favorite of uh, no, it's not late night the with Conan O'Brien show. It's the Conan O'Brien oh, show, isn't okay. it? It's the Conan O'Brien show. And now one of our favorite guests, uh, n- fucking Marco Keefe, is Norm Macdonald. Just Norm Macdonald, please. Okay, okay, and give it up <laughs> for 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 Norm Macdonald, everyone. Hey, yeah. hey, hey! Hello, Conan. Hi, Norm. So I think we're doing a, a joke. Do you like jokes? Well, that's why we had you on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you like Dirty Johnny jokes? What's a Dirty Johnny? Now, in this joke, Johnny's not dirty. So, in a class, in the classroom, the teacher's like, tell a story and then tell us the moral of the story. And first, uh, Jenny, she puts up her hand and she's like, my father works for the hatchery, and he puts all he put all the eggs in his cart, and then the road was uneven, and some of the eggs broke before it got back into town. And she was like, "Very good." And what's the moral of that story? Uh, don't don't put all your eggs in the one basket. And the teacher's like, "My God, that is exactly the kind of thing we're looking for here. Brilliant." And the other kid wanna. Tell us a story. And then little uh, Deborah puts up her hand. And she's like, my dad also works for the hatchery. Thank God for the hatchery. Where would this town be without the hatchery? And he uh, he counted all his eggs before they hatched. And uh, something, something, something. The moral of the story is don't, yeah, don't count your chickens before they hatch. You following this? You can interject, Conan. I, I, when you said something, 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 it, is that a part of the joke that needed? Yeah, to yeah, no, we're 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 still in studio. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> then Dirty Johnny puts up his hand in the back of the room, and the teacher's like, "Oh my God, no!" Well, I took an oath. Every child matters. Matters. Uh, okay, Johnny, tell us your story. And he's like. Stories about my Uncle Terry. He didn't work for the hatchery. In fact, he didn't like anyone who did. He was in Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) Think about Uncle Terry was, not a lot of people like Terry. And uh, you've heard of people abandoning their squad in the army. Well, did you ever hear of a squad abandoning a guy? Just one, 
one guy. One time, far away from these shores, in the little city of Denang, Terry woke up and his whole squad was gone. They left him a couple of Jack Daniels bottles. That's nice. A Kalashnikov and a couple of Glocks. A what? It's like an, a- uh, an M16 kind of thing. Hmm. Anyway, Terry wakes up and shakes it off. Well, you do know more about American culture than I do. Yep. Uh, it's a jo- uh, I think it's a Russian rifle anyway. Um, Terry downs one of the bottles of Jack Daniels and mm. just walks through the jungle. Saves the rest for the road. Yeah. Till he comes to a village. And he doesn't know if they're Charlie or who's Charlie's meant to be protecting. He So he takes another big swig of Jack Daniels. And all he knows is... Second bottle now? Yeah. Mm. He's got hate in his heart. He picks up that rifle and he just starts to shoot. And he arcs it like a farmer would arc a scythe. And by God, the men fall and then the women, and I hate to even say it. Fall in love? The children too. Mm. And Terry's just standing there in the blood and the guts and the glory. And he, his hand rubs across his crotch area and he feels... He feels dampness. Mm. He feels shame because in the fear he's urinated himself. But then, on closer inspection, he realizes it's ejaculate. And where shame once was, he feels pride. Wow. And then the teacher's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the... What possibly could be the moral to that story? Jesus. And then, um, Dory Johnny's like, um... Well, uh, don't fuck with uh, Uncle Terry when he's drunk. <laughs> and he doesn't like any of you guys who work at Hatchery. It's great. I didn't really do that quite well, but uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Norm lately because I've been depressed. Like, he died, so. You're you, that what? I've been watching a lot of Norm because I was depressed since he died, you know, so. Well, you know, um, I don't want to say that was beautiful because I don't want to lie to you. Yeah, well, don't. Yeah, don't lie to me. But right. you yeah. did. You did do it. I did it. I did it. I wanted to do something. And I'm proud of you. Yeah, pride. Oh, pride. I guess we could wrap it up there. Good night and God bless. <laughs> This American Irish life